You're listening to On Development, a podcast of the Millennium Challenge Corporation, or MCC. MCC is an independent United States government international development agency whose mission is reducing poverty through economic growth. In this episode, MCC's resident country director for Benin, Christopher Broughton, has a discussion with U.S. Ambassador to Benin, Brian Shukan, on how the United States, through MCC, aims to modernize, transform, and reform Benin's power sector and its impact on the bilateral relationship between the two countries. Chris Broughton is the MCC resident country director for Benin. He previously served as director for stability operations on the White House National Security Council staff. Prior to that, he was the country director for Afghanistan and Pakistan in the office of the director of U.S. Foreign Assistance at the Department of State. He was also a presidential management fellow on the Afghanistan desk at USAID. Brian Shukat is U.S. Ambassador to Benin and a career member of the Senior Foreign Service Class of Minister Counselor. He previously served as U.S. Chief of Mission in Khartoum, Sudan from October 2019 to January 2022. Prior to that, he was director at the Office of the Special Envoy for Sudan and South Sudan at the U.S. Department of State. From 2014 to 2017, he served as Chargé d'Affaires and Deputy Chief of Mission at the U.S. Embassy in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. His other overseas assignments include service at the U.S. Embassies in Ghana, Iraq, Morocco, Saudi Arabia, and Luxembourg. Ambassador Shukan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for sitting down with me today. Hi, Chris. Great to see you. Thanks. I'm excited to talk to you today about the U.S. relationship with Benin and how the MCC Benin Power Compact supports the U.S. Benin bilateral relationship. But before we jump into that, please tell our listeners more about yourself and your role as U.S. Ambassador to Benin. And can you also please share with our audience your impressions of Benin? Well, thank you, Chris. Um, I'm in a slightly unusual situation in which, uh, in that I served in Benin uh, my first tour in the 1990s. Uh, so. I have the experience of comparing what Benin was like 26 years ago to 2022, and it's been a great, great honor to return here as ambassador. I, I remember being struck when I was here in the 90s as Benin was emerging as a democracy and building as a democracy, seeing the, the energy of Beninese citizens as they got to choose their new government. Um, I, I'm, since I returned, I've really been struck by the enormous progress that Benin is making in terms of addressing economic challenges, uh, building infrastructure here in Cotonou and other parts of the, cha- of the country. Um, and we're also, quite frankly, uh, conscious of emerging secu- security challenges, both uh, particularly in the north of Benin. Chris, you've been here for seven years. Uh, how does this align with your impressions? Well, I think you have an amazing perspective, Ambassador, and also what an honor and privilege to start your career in Benin and then come back as U.S. Ambassador. So in my last seven years here, I've really been able to be uh, absolutely enthralled with Benin as a country with such rich and diverse cultures, Fon, Mahi, Idacha, Bariba, just to name a few of the more than 50 languages that are spoken in this country that also has one of the most fertile agricultural areas in all of Africa, the Uwame River Valley. There are enormous opportunities here. At the same time, Benin's development challenges are undeniable and palpable. For those of us who live here, one third of the country's people live in abject poverty. Two thirds of the population cannot read or write. Half of all children work and nearly half of all children are stunted. But economic growth has been strong even during the COVID-19 pandemic and the government has a clear vision for the future of the country. Let's turn our attention to the MCC compact with Benin and let's start with a broad question. 
How does the compact strengthen overall diplomatic relations between the U.S. government and the government of Benin? And how does MCC help advance the foreign policy of the United States? Thanks, Chris. Uh, as ambassador, I find that the, the MCC uh, compact that we have, is it plays an absolutely central role in terms of our bilateral engagement uh, with Benin. We're partnering with Benin to strengthen its economies, to uh, improve the health of its people, and to defend the country from a terrorist threat. And all of that comes within a framework of shared democratic values and rule of law. Electric power is a core priority for the government of Benin. It's linked to industrialization of agriculture. Benin is one of the top producers in Benin, uh, sorry, one of the top producers in Africa of cotton and also one of the top producers of cashews. And instead of exporting these products in raw form, which has happened traditionally, the strategy of the government is to be uh, to more and more uh, have that production be transformed and processed here in Benin and exported overseas. That's a key for wealth creation, but it can't happen without reliable electric power. Human capital is also essential. Benin cannot have reliable health services, vaccine refrigeration or emergency medical care, or good learning outcomes in schools and universities without electric power. Water can't be purified or pumped to customers without power. And we know that poverty and lack of opportunity, often evidenced by lack of economic of, uh, electric power, can exacerbate violent extremism. So we see that MCC's work in the power sector is cutting across all areas of U.S. engagement in Benin. Well, Chris, to get into more specifics of the compact, you're the person we should hear from. How would you describe its goals and how are those investments transforming Benin's power sector? Thank you, Ambassador, for that strategic overview. With respect to this MCC compact, which is comprised of a $391 million grant from the American people and a $30 million contribution from the people of Benin, this investment really has been transformational for Benin's power sector. I like to say that it's a development investment that not only has impact nationwide, but will have uh, benefit across generations. We're multiplying by a factor of five, the capacity of the country's power grid. That's the capacity that's going to give investors, industrialists, public services, households, and businesses room to grow for decades to come. MCC has built or rehabilitated 18 substations and 540 miles of high and medium voltage power lines including areas recently affected by violence. These investments, I believe, are a platform for Benin's national economic growth. But one of the pillars of these investments is reform. Benin's national electric power utility must have the capacity and the funding to both operate and maintain these assets. Now, MCC has worked for the past years with the government of Benin on tariff reform, on utility restructuring to better deliver service to customers, also accompanied by spare parts, equipment, and thousands of hours of training, coaching, and mentoring for utility staff. One of the biggest priorities for the Biden administration, and really, you can agree with the ambassador, one of humanity's greatest challenges, a challenge for everyone alive today, is averting catastrophic climate change and species extinction. MCC is supporting Benin to satisfy its economic growth ambitions while minimizing its carbon emissions by supporting the transaction for 50 megawatts of solar power generation. This is equivalent to 20% of Benin's national daytime demand for power. Until recently, nearly all of Benin's power came from thermal sources. That's changing. We've reached commercial close in the transaction and a financial close is reached and the plants are built. 
Benin will be one of the top 10 solar-powered countries on the entire planet, measured by percentage of demand satisfied by solar power generation. MCC is also attracting private investment into solar power systems for poor rural communities located far from the national grid, and over 130,000 people have received electric power for the first time, thanks to MCC. Now, Ambassador, let me ask you about how you think Benin is threatened by climate change. Good question, Chris. Today, we're seeing greater uh, variability in rainfall. Over half of Benin's people rely on agriculture to survive. Whether it's too little or too much rain, this variability and unpredictability wreaks havoc on the livelihoods of some of the world's poorest people here in Benin. These climate shocks also exacerbate instability and violent extremism as more people compete for fewer resources, whether that be for drinking, water for drinking, irrigation, herding, or farming. It's important that our development efforts understand these issues and use data and evidence to make our precious foreign assistance dollars as effective as possible in addressing these challenges. Ambassador, that's a perfect segue into a break to let our listeners know where they can find some of MCC's learning products. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about how female entrepreneurs in Benin can benefit from the compact and other U.S. government investments. To learn more about the MCC Benin Power Compact, please visit www.mcc.gov forward slash where dash we dash work forward slash program forward slash Benin dash power dash compact. For principles into practice, please visit www.mcc.gov forward slash p dash into dash p. And to learn more about MCC's evaluation briefs, visit www.mcc.gov forward slash eval dash briefs. Chris, I recently read a blog on MCC's website about a female entrepreneur who started and now runs a renewable energy company called Ismast Energy LLC that's benefited from the compact. Could you talk to me about how women are specifically benefiting from MCC's work in Benin? We know that women pay, play a foundational and fundamental role in economic growth and poverty reduction. In Benin, women are obviously the pillar of family life, but they are also the pillar of agriculture, which drives the economy, and they are central players in commerce. MCC estimates that 10.6 million people will benefit from this compact over the next two decades. By extrapolation, this means that more than 5 million women will benefit from the compact, including both female and male-headed households, as well as both women and uh, male-owned businesses. Now, the company that you mentioned has benefited not only from entrepreneurial training and networking supported by MCC, but also contracts as a supplier to work underway in the compact. Because of MCC's focus on giving women a fair shot at work, including construction jobs that are generally male-dominated, We've seen women get hired and do a remarkable job as technicians or supervisors. Now, Ambassador, can you please tell our listeners about what other U.S. government activities are taking place that aim to advance women? Sure. First, I want to emphasize that empowering women and girls is a priority across the full range of our programming here at U.S. Embassy in Benin. In addition to what you've just mentioned, the United States is advancing women's leadership through exchange programs, such as the International Visitors Leadership Program, the Young African Leaders Initiative, YALI, and the Mandela Fellows, training in the justice and security sectors, and supporting women's and children's health through programs from USAID, as well as the US Department of Agriculture School Feeding Program that feeds over 150,000 needy children. Just some of the many ways the US government is working to support our Beninese partners 
As we close out our conversation, I want to look towards the future a bit. Ambassador, as you know, MCC recently signed its first regional compact with Benin and Niger to create the Benin-Niger Regional Transport Compact, a $504 million investment to improve the transport corridor between the port of Cotonou here in Benin and Niamey, the capital city of Niger. What can you tell us about this new compact and what do you hope it will mean for the future of the U.S. bilateral relationship with Benin? Chris, we're thrilled that MCC's first regional compact has been developed with Benin. As we wrap up the MCC-Benin Power Compact, it's exciting to see this new trilateral partnership forming and evolving with the United States, Benin, and Niger all at the table. The idea behind regional investments is that countries can grow faster, create more jobs, and attract greater investment when they're part of a dynamic regional market. MCC will invest $202 million in Benin and $302 million in Niger. These investments will be further supported by $15 million contributions from both Benin and Niger and are expected to benefit an estimated 1.6 million people. Through these investments, we'll be working together to improve transit times for goods and services crossing their shared border and to improve road conditions in both countries so that goods can make it both to the port of Cotonou and to NMA much faster. This will help local businesses in Benin and Niger reduce their transit times to get goods to market and offer new and exciting business opportunities for international companies as well. Ultimately, we believe these companies or these compacts will reduce poverty through economic growth. We were thrilled to see the compact signed in December and look forward to continuing to work with MCC to bring these benefits to the people of Benin and Niger. Ambassador Shukin, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of On Development. The U.S. government is doing so much good work in Benin. Thank you for your leadership of the U.S. mission. Thank you, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to On Development. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And to learn more about MCC, please visit www.mcc.gov.